Welcome to Level Sync, a Final Fantasy XI podcast with your hosts, DA Soccer, Caladrius, Lost Time Lord, and Quetch. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Level Sync, a Horizon Final Fantasy XI podcast. We have a few uh, gentlemen here that are going to be going over a few things with the Final Fantasy XI. We have a, a huge history going back years and years, actually decades now that this game has aged as much as it actually has on this. So we are going to kind of get a little bit of a breakdown. Being episode one, we're not going to dive into the uh, wonderful things of Ninja being run into the ground or if you got sky access or wonderful promise that people are still wonder, uh, running across and doing, even if you're still camping out, uh, leaping Lizzie out there, we are going to give a little bit of a background of our history talking about final fantasy. What led us here, what led us together and where we currently stand in horizon. So first off, I'd love to be able to introduce, uh, first on deck is Quetch. Do, Quetch. do, do we want to introduce all of ourselves before we get, before we get rolling? What do you guys think? Do you want to do it that way? An introduction and then just, go ahead and hit it? Just, just to say hello, this is this is this is me, this is you, that kind of thing. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I'm I'm Quetch. I'm Icy. <laughs> I'm LTL. And I'm DA Soccer. Sick. Yeah, so uh yeah, I might as well get started with with my sort of intro in FF eleven then. Um I I started way back on the PlayStation 2 with the uh the fabled giant white box hard drive that um everybody remembers so fondly um i i was i was in school at the time i was young but uh i did get in like first week of ps2 release um prior to that i had been playing like uh like runescape and stuff so i was already into sort of mmo genre already a final fantasy fan and i saw 11 coming out and was just like this is the game for me um so I started on PS2 release and uh, played that pretty much until, so like mid-Treasures, basically. Um, I had played Red Mage main. Um, for me, it was the hat. I saw that hat and was like, this is, this is just what I want to have. Um, this is the look. This, you know, it just, it fits. It's so iconic. And um, started with Red Mage and just played that, like basically straight to 75. Didn't really take much detours. Um use that to get into like uh like an h&m link shot i forget honestly i was thinking about this the other day is like i couldn't remember how long it took me to get to my first 75 do you guys remember like how long your first 75 took like genuinely i wish i did i don't 13 months okay so you know two years crazy okay took me two years yeah yeah so uh, i was a dragoon man nobody wanted dragoons yeah old derg (laughs) rip um (laughs) So whatever back then was the whole like EXP, you had to be like get people in your exact level range in order to get parties, not like level sync we have today. LOL, the podcast name. Um, but uh, yeah, so maybe, I don't know, maybe a year and change or something like that. Anyway, uh, got into like an H&M link shell, did basically all end game right in like key COP era. I remember COP dropping and I, I don't even remember what level I was, Red Mage, but I wasn't 75 yet or I was, could have been close-ish to it. And so for me, like the COP era was my, like, this is my era. I remember most fondly. It's my first 75, my first time with Kings, you know, 
then people got C access and started doing C content and stuff like that. Um, and uh, just love playing support. It's something I in in all in like most other games nowadays. I'll play a support job um, because it's just something I enjoy doing. Like you know those key moments where like uh, something's going down and you drop the right spell or you drop the right cure at the right time. It's just really satisfying to me. Um, so that led into wanting a little bit more job variety, and I uh, leveled Black Mage to seventy five and played Endgame Black Mage uh, basically all through the end of COP era and then into Treasures. Treasures came, and I, I vaguely remember the updates kind of coming out kind of slowly at the time, um, and maybe a few updates in, I just was having, like, my life was changing, stuff like that, and I basically left a few patches into Treasures, like, way, way, way back when. So that's, like, my, like, you know, core start with the game. Um, after that, Spent a little bit of time in Wings. I came back for like a month, two months. Uh, I I saw Dancer was a job. I know DA. Oh, yes. You're yes. a fan. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Oof. And uh, this is what I saw, though. I saw that it had a JA that increased my run speed that I got pretty early on. And having played originally back in like COP era, like run speed was king. Like, you know, you had your wormal legs or your strider boots or whatever. And you were booking. So I'm like, all right, I'm coming back to the game. It's a whole new account. Like, I want to get around, get the missions done. Let me play Dancer. So I have that run speed movement bonus. And um, I played to like I played like 60 or so and then had to quit again. So it was it was short-lived. It was like a couple months in Xbox 360 era, right? Um, so took a long break from there. And uh, rather, more recently, I came back to retail in 2017. Um, I... I had some extra time and I was like playing like random MMOs and stuff. And I actually found what I found first was Nasomi. I saw that there was a free server where you could play 11 on. And I was like, let me try that. I tried it for like a week and was like, this is pretty fun. But oh, look, retail's still kicking. Obviously, you know, back then there was all those rumors of like 11 shutting down. You know, you had the servers for Xbox go down in like 2015 or whatever it was. So just wasn't aware that it was still a thing and uh, saw it was still going on. So I'm like, let me get, let me ask my brother for our old account from the Xbox 360 era, which is the account that Quetch is on. Um, and he still had the details. So I started Quetch in the, in the 20, in 2010 with the Xbox 360, got to level 60 something dancer, quit, got those account details and started playing retail again in 2017. Um, since then, uh, not sure how much detail I feel like going into for my entire retail career, but I will say I've been playing retail since then. I haven't, I haven't taken a break. I mean, I've taken short breaks, but not like anything long. So that's where a lot of uh, people that know me originally, they know me from my, they know me from my retail um, streams, which started a couple years ago now. Um, I've been an endgame retail player for probably since 2019 in terms of like end, like endgame, keeping on top of endgame content, stuff like that. So like, where does Horizon fit in? And uh, um, I, like I said, I've been on top of end games for, for years now. And at some point, it's just like I was only doing certain things. It was like uh, doing monthly Ambuscade, doing, I, I'm totally burnt out on Dynamis D. I have been for a long time, but I enjoy the content. But I was a Link Shell leader, I was a Dynamis leader for literal years, um, leading content clears twice a week sometimes. And um, basically aside from the, like most current content, it just wasn't much for me to do. I wasn't happy doing it. Um, so 
basically I'm streaming one day and I see that in the in the Twitch channel there's a somebody with like, you know, 800 viewers or whatever it was. And I'm like, let's read on over to them, see what's going on. And it was uh one of the dev blogs for Horizon. It was the last one before the server went live. It was like 2 weeks before the server went live. And in that dev blog, I was like, this seems like the coolest private server that I've heard, have heard information on. Like I've read some others. There's some, there's some interesting stuff out there. There's some weird stuff out there. And um, I'm just like, if I'm going to jump into a private server and give it a try, this sounds like the place for me. Um, and that was, uh, unlike some people, I only had to wait two weeks, which was pretty sweet. Um, I know people have been interested in this project for a long time. And uh, yeah, so Horizon dropped and I've, I've been playing since day one. It's kind of it's kind of the traje trajectory there. Shout out to Ifrit Server, by the way, from 2004. My original server, in case you were there. Hello. Is that server still active right now? It's not. It got merged into Odin. Makes sense. Yeah, it was one of the ones that got gobbled up. Yeah, they've been condensing those down for a while. Hence the rumors like you were talking about, about going, uh, Final Fantasy is going to die and all this. And they were working on a mobile version and 2.0 and all this kind of stuff that just ended up fading in the wind. Um, yeah. But we, we have similar, similar, most recent activities on there. It's a great background. What are you maining yeah. now? In Horizon? In yeah, just give me a little, little, little snippet. Oh, uh, right now I'm maining Thief. I hit 69 last night. Nice. 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 That's it. Um, 37 Pardon Ninja me. is my next highest job, but that's just a sub job. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Good old Ninja on there. Perfect. Well, thank you for the little bit of a background. Cal, what do you got? Let me hear your history, man. So mine's eerily similar to Quetch's, right? So I started on PS2 release, North American release, and I picked red mage because i thought the hat looked cool i'm not gonna lie i like the, oh, the pimp suit right the pimp hat yeah <laughs> so i started leveling red mage and i came in about the same time quetch did and i got to about 41 42 on red mage and i decided i really don't enjoy this as much as i thought i would and then i saw a guy run by with a little pet dragon and i'm like okay i want that like i, I don't know why but i wanted the little pet dragon right so I went and unlocked Dragoon with some friends' help. Started leveling it, and as Quetch was talking about, there was no level sync back then. So it took me two solid years, because I would sit for days with my party flag up and never get an invite for two years. And then all of a sudden, Treasures releases. And everybody wants a Dragoon now, because bird parties. So all of a sudden, I am the most popular thing in the game, right? They want Rangers and Dragoons. That's what they want. So I kept leveling Dragoon, got to 75, ended up starting into an in-game Link show, and they had too many Dragoons because everybody was leveling Dragoon. So I ended up switching to Paladin and maining Paladin in my in-game Link show for five years, I want to say. Of course, switching between Paladin and Ninja, because I also leveled Ninja at 75, because some things you just need a Nin tank for. But uh, I ended up doing that. I played all the way through um, Wings. I'm a com campaign addict and a dancer addict, because I leveled Dancer to 75, too. But uh, I love campaign battles. I leveled Dancer almost exclusively in campaign battles, 
the entirety of Wings. Um, and then I progressed on and on and on. I went all the way through Abyssia and in-game doing all the seal farming and proccing and all that stuff all the way through Abyssia. And basically leveled every job to 99 during Abyssia. Because that's what everybody did. Because it was easy. Um, started maining Black Mage for my Link Shell then. Because we needed someone to proc with uh, magic procs. And uh, then, what's it called? Seekers of Alduin came out. And I unlocked Rune Fencer, and I unlocked Geomancer, and I leveled Geomancer to 99, and then I completely quit retail. <laughs> and I don't remember what year Seekers came out. I think, I want to say it was like 2014? Yeah, I, I think that's correct. It might have been 2013, 2014? Somewhere around there. And yeah. uh, I did not come back to retail until 2018. And then I started getting into retail again and doing like Ambuscade and all that stuff that Quetch was talking about earlier and f messing around with the, uh, was it Fields of Valor that they added? Oh. I forgot what the... <sighs> the books? Yeah, the, but there the was books. like a, a fights you could do along with it as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I started doing the, uh, the new content they put out that lets you go to that zone that's where everybody EXPs now and all that stuff. I don't know. I don't play retail anymore. I played for like two months and then quit again. And then I did the same thing Quetch did. I went, okay, well, I want the old school Final Fantasy experience. So I went to Nosomi and played on Nosomi for about six months. And then I was like, oh, I don't really enjoy this because it had some quirks to it that wasn't my bag, right? So then I switched to Eden. And I played on Eden for three years. I mained Bard and Paladin on Eden. Um, and then... I don't remember, I think it was somebody in my Link Shell Discord was all about the hype for Horizon. And I kept seeing them talking about it and talking about it, but I wasn't as uh, proactive as Quetch was with it. I was just going, oh cool, they're going to come out with another 75 era server. I'll try it out. Well, about a month after it came out, all of a sudden I'm like, I'm going to move over to Horizon and give this a try instead of Eden. Oh, you started it later. And, yeah, I was I was behind. Hence why I'm only 58. But, uh... DA seems offended. <laughs> if you put all your levels together, DA, you're more than 58. Don't feel bad. It, it is true. I mean, I only have a 58 Paladin and a 30 War and a 22 Monk, man. Damn good Paladin. Um, but I, I, I've been addicted to it ever since. Obviously, I joined Goodwill. And that's pretty much what I've been doing, is playing Horizon now. Nice. Um, got a quick question. You said you uh, leveled Geomancer to 99 and promptly quit. Um, is that a thing because you were a paladin and you had to throw bubbles on the ground and just be a buffer <laughs> and it hurts your soul so bad you quit for years? No, no. I just, I enjoyed Geomancer, actually. It's kind of a neat little class, like the way it plays. I like bluff, buffer classes. That's why I play Bard, right? Um, I like playing support. I eventually leveled Red Mage, too, afterwards. But... It, the game itself, once trust and stuff came out, I just lost interest. Any particular reason? The, just lost the social aspect of the game. Part of the fun for me was getting to do stuff with people, and now I can go do everything by myself. Camping so NMs and having that bonding time, sitting at a rock, yeah. waiting for something to pop while you're yeah, scanning going, wide scan and like getting TODs and such, right? Yeah, going with Tom to go do his uh, AF, going and helping other people with their AF. Stuff like that I enjoy. 
well, if you have trusts, you don't need me. You can mm. just go out and spawn a whole party. I will always need you and your Golka Paladin because I'm following <laughs> in your big ass footsteps, uh, trying to get my Paladin up. He just wants me because he keeps inheriting my gear as I level out of it. <laughs> He's figured it out. <laughs> I appreciate it. I, I, I'm slowly seeing a lot of things. I see a trend here with dancers, and I promise this wasn't planned. But I think we might have a little bit of a change of gear here because we're going over to uh, a lost Time Lord. Hello, LTL. What's Talk up, my friend? How, how are you? How are you doing? I'm so glad to, so glad to be here. So glad to be hanging out. Um, yeah, I think the dancer love is about to like come to an abrupt end because uh, <laughs> the only dancer I play is on <clears throat> 14. Um, don't uh, never even touched the job on 11. No desire to whatsoever. So, um, hi everyone. I'm the Lost Time Lord. Um, I've been streaming for a long time, but I haven't streamed in a long time. But that's gonna change soon, I promise. Um, so my story is vastly different than the ones that you've heard previous. Um, pretty interesting story, um, so bear with me here. I'm gonna take you back to the, take you way back in the Wayback Machine to the year of 2003, I think <laughs> is probably a good estimate, 2003, yeah. <laughs> um, so we're gonna go back to like 2003. Um, at the time, um, I had just made a humongous leap in my life from living um, in the Midwest. Uh, I don't want to go through my entire resume or anything, but I was living in the Midwest for a long time. And um, <clears throat> I got to become a manager of the pizza place that I was working at. And they gave me my own store in Columbus, Ohio. I had to move out to Columbus, Ohio. And my girlfriend came out with me and I grew old of the pizza place and then became an executive chef at some fancy restaurant. Um, and all of that like kind of went to shit. And so my girlfriend and I had to like hop in the car with everything we could hold and skip town back to Illinois where I'm from and had to live with my parents for a little while. Okay. I was like 22 or three at this point. It's like, Jesus Christ. I live with my parents. Um, we eventually moved in with her brother, but that wasn't really much better. Anyways, um, my friend had moved to LA. So I decided to move out there. Um, it was funny because like I was like I was set up to visit him. Yeah, like I had a trip planned and I was set up to visit him and he wound up um, breaking his ankle or spraining his ankle really bad or something while he was skateboarding. I know. Um, and uh, so I, w I had to postpone my trip. Right. Like I was supposed to be out there like, I don't know, like earlier in the year. It was like February or March or something. Um, but then I had to postpone it until like June. So um, I make my plans for my trip around June. And my friend, who had hurt himself, like wasn't very mobile, uh, found himself sitting in a library one day, and he was reading like Electronic Gaming Monthly or something, maybe. EGM. Yeah, right. Ooh, okay. Right? He was reading that magazine back then. It was still a thing. Um, he was reading this magazine, and like this random dude like walks up to him, and he goes, "Hey, uh, so you like video games?" And my friend, worrying <laughs> for his life, obviously, in, in LA, and wondering what this guy's intentions were, was like, "Yeah, why?" And the guy's like, "Oh, you know, don't worry." I work for NVIDIA and I'm looking for people to come and work for us at E3. Um, I'm looking for people to come in and help basically like stamp a card when somebody walks through with the card at E3 so that these people can earn a t-shirt. Okay. So my friend was like, yeah, of course. Like, when is it? And the guy said it was like in June or something. 
Um, and my friend was like, well, that's exactly the time that my friend has already got this trip to come visit. Do you have room for two people? And he was like, yeah, of course, the more the merrier. So my friend, you know, at the time, like, let's be clear here. Like, I was a complete video game nerd for my entire life up to this point. Like, you know, I'm sure that you guys all fall in the same category playing video games since basically birth. Um, I started with the Atari 2600. You guys probably started a little bit later. than. Let's just be honest with each other. So he calls me up and he's like, dude, because uh, I, don't, I don't know if I even had a cell phone at this point. He probably called me on the rotary phone where I had to like, click and dial. Anyways, he calls me. He's like, dude, so like when you're coming out to visit, this guy asked if we wanted to work at E3 and I got you a spot at E3 to work. And like E3 was at the time the pinnacle. Like if you could go to E3 and you could be a part of that and you were a gamer, holy shit like that was that was it right like that was the big thing the, the you know i was so excited right so i get to come out and work at e3 and hang out with my friend and uh so i get out there and you know because there wasn't a whole lot going on in my life as i described um had to leave town from columbus to go live with my parents i, I made a very conscious decision at that point i was like look i'm gonna be in the mecca for video games i've always wanted to make video games my life so what can i do at e3 to help, you know, make that a reality. So I went to basically every single major video game company that there was at the time and talked to, because they always have HR representatives at, a, at E3. And I talked to them, I was like, look, I really want to get into the video game industry. What do I have to do? And of course, the common thread was, you need to be a video game tester. If you don't have any like programming or art or any of this kind of stuff skills already, you need to start, if you want to get in, ground floor is, is QA testing. So I applied to several different companies uh, at the time that I was there and got a call back from uh, THQ. You may remember THQ, uh, no longer a company anymore. Went to, uh, they hooked me up. They were like, yeah, come on out. Um, you know, there's, there's a week long training. Um, you know, and I was like, okay. And they're like, at the end of the week, you take a test and we determined if you're good enough to have a job basically. And I'm like, okay. So I went there, I did the whole week. And learned a lot of things about video game testing that obviously, you know, most people don't know. You know, if you don't go through the process, like a lot of people associate video game testing with playing the game. I assure you they're very vastly different things. Um, but I learned a lot about video game testing. So at the end of the week, I took the test and I failed. They said, sorry, you can't work for us. THQ is like, nope, you're done. So I, I was, I weeped, I wept. I was so sad. I, I, I drove home and went back to my friend's house and, and was so sad. But then like a week later, I got a, uh, I promise this is going somewhere, guys. I promise. Um, a week later, I, uh, I got a, uh, a call from Vivendi Universal Games. And they were like, you know, come interview with us. And I'm like, I'm in Chicago. Anyways, I had to come back out to LA to make it work. So point is, I got the job at, uh, at Vivendi. And you may not, a lot of people may not know this, but um, Vivendi at the time um, owned Blizzard. Blizzard was a part of oh, Vivendi, wow. and they also owned Valve. Um, Holy shit. They did. They owned both Earth? of those things. Uh, Vivendi, <laughs> uh, Blizzard was under the Vivendi umbrella, and so was Valve. It's funny because Vivendi and Valve broke ties over uh, a product that Valve was pushing that Vivendi had no faith in, a little something you guys may have heard of called Steam. Oh, um, yeah. and, and Vivendi didn't think that the future was in... Um, <laughs> digital titles. So anyways, so they, so they broke up, but that's not the point of the story. Point of the story is because I was working there and I started working there, um, I started playing World of Warcraft. Um, you know, I started my, I had started my MMO journey before with EverQuest Online Adventures 
and other things for the PlayStation. But I was playing, I was now working at a place that had a PC, something that I didn't always have. And I was able to play World of Warcraft. I started playing that game, super into it. Well, at the time when I was working there, I was working on the Sony compliance team, which means that I was checking all of the Sony requirements and all the things that Sony says that you have to have your video game do in order to come out on our console. Testing that, it was my forte. Um, and one of the things that came up was that we needed to test this new peripheral. There was a new peripheral out for the PlayStation 2, and it was called the HDD. The PlayStation 2 HDD, with, coming with the, uh, the, uh, the modem thing on the, end, on the uh, back of it. Yeah, right, the black brick that came on the back. But the weird thing was that Sony did not offer this peripheral as something that a developer or publisher could buy. And it was not something you could just find. In fact, the only way that you could buy this peripheral was to buy Final Fantasy XI. So we had an EB Games across the street. And, you know, we, we talked to the director of QA and told him, hey, we need to test with this peripheral. And the only way we can do it is to go buy this game. It's 60 bucks, whatever, 70 bucks, whatever it was. It was like, okay. So we went over there with the, with the company credit card and we bought Final Fantasy XI. And we brought it back and we got the HDD thing that we needed. And um, it came with a, a, little, a little thing called the Network Startup Disk, which was another thing that you could not get from Sony for some reason for testing their games, but it came with Final Fantasy XI. So we had the peripheral. But once we had the peripheral and we had all of that extracted from the package, it was still the matter of this little game that was in the box that came along with this peripheral. And time came that a decision needed to be made about, you know, what were we going to do with this game? So I talked to the, to the manager in charge and asked him, I was like, hey, you know, I, I started to get into MMOs. I would love to, uh, I'd love to check this out. I'd love to play it. And the manager said, you know what? Um, you can have that. You can have Final Fantasy XI. So I took it home. First mistake, right? <laughs> took home Final Fantasy XI. <laughs> I immediately <laughs> see you like Charlie of the Chocolate Factory as a golden ticket. Oh, yeah. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's got the golden ticket. He's like, do -do 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 -do. Um, so no, you're not wrong. So I get home and I, I put that fucking thing on my PlayStation. I, I get a network adapter. Uh, you know, I, I, I borrowed, it, borrowed it from work um, and had the network adapter and it became my life. Well, it was funny because there was this person that I worked next to, um, this, this girl that I worked next to. And she was always into Final Fantasy XI, but I always gave her shit. I was like, wow, is the superior game? And then I started playing Final Fantasy XI, and I realized that obviously there was an error in my judgment. Um, <laughs> so I started playing Final Fantasy XI, and, and she and I played Final Fantasy XI a little bit together. Um, we didn't really like each other very much, but we did play Final Fantasy XI together. Um, and then, you know, I, it, time went on, and um, I was, I'd gotten to 75, was doing all the stuff, was in a Dynamis Link shell. Uh, Samurai was my first main, by the way, to 75. Love Samurai, huge fan of the class, loved everything about it. Um, weapon skilling my ass off was one of my favorite things. Tachi Gecko is still my favorite weapon skill in the game. Love that animation. Love is that, that the one weapon. with the moon? Is that that one? Yes. Ah. Like where you spin with the black circle and the moon pops up. That's great. I love that one. Yeah. My absolute favorite. Um, playing Samurai, got to 75, was in a Dynamis Link shell. Showed up all the time, did a lot of different stuff, and we got into... Uh, Dynamis Zarkabard and had run it a few times. And then finally, um, a uh, Samurai hat drops, right? And because I had missed one week before for circumstances out of my control, this other new Samurai who had showed up that wasn't there for most of the runs, they gave him the hat. So I quit. 
Fucking quit Final Fantasy XI. Yes, Overloot. Yes. I was that petty at 20 whatever years old. Like, fuck this game. I quit. And I was Red done. Ma Red Mage hats to bring people in and the samurai hat to take them out. <laughs> Drive them out, right. So so I fucking quit, right? And like, and I was I was so angry and I was done. And I like and I legitimately put that game down from it was like right after uh Treasures came out. Probably a similar time to Quetch, it sounds like from what he was saying. Very similar timeline. Um, Treasures had been out for a little while. I bought it for PS2. In fact, back here, you can't see it, but I have all of my PlayStation 2 boxes for all of my Final Fantasy XI versions. Anyways, I quit, and that was like, what, like 2006? When did Treasures come out? Uh, yeah, I think Treasures was, oh, maybe late 05 or so. And so through 06, yeah. Okay, so it was sometime, like, probably in 2006 that I quit and didn't pick the game up again for 10 years, okay? 10 years, put it down. And why did I come back? Why did I decide to come back to Final Fantasy XI? It was because of Twitch.tv. I had been playing Borderlands 2, as I described in our uh, proof of concept video that you'll see if you watched that one before. I uh, played a lot of Borderlands 2, but then decided, you know what, it's time to get back into Final Fantasy XI because that's just a thing. So I couldn't find any of my information and had to go through this entire rigmarole with Square Enix. They, they put me to work. Like, they were not going to give me back this account. And I told myself, if I'm not getting that account back, if I don't get El Bombero back, I am not playing that game ever again. Well, I went through the whole thing. I was able to find this old checkbook that I had that had the old address that the account was originally registered on. And they were like, oh, that's you. And I'm like, okay, great. So they gave me back my information. Shortly after I started playing again, there's even a clip on my channel. And if you want to be able to edit in like that clip a little bit, Quetch, I'll point you to it. I know I've already gone very long here, but um, uh, I'll, I'll point you to that clip. And it was one of the very first times that I was streaming Final Fantasy XI and uh, on my Samurai. And one of the things that I always, always, always wanted when I was playing retail was a Kirin Zosode. It was the coolest looking piece of gear to me. And it was always something that was out of my reach because the Kirin Zosode was something that was, you know, relegated to only the people who absolutely needed it and basically people who weren't me. So one of the very first streams, I had collected all of the, the pop items for all of the gods. I ran through Suzaku and Biako and Seryu and Genbu, killed them all, got their seals, went to Kirin and uh, popped Kirin and killed him pretty readily. And the fucking Oso dropped. And in this clip, if you do watch the clip, um, you can see the emotion in my eyes. I, I get very overwhelmed with emotion. I'm just so excited. It was like this 10-year dream that I'd had to own this piece of gear had finally become real. And it was at that point that I decided, like, okay, I'm playing Final Fantasy XI now. And streamed it for a long time um, on XI. This was, you know, I guess like seven years ago at this point. Jesus Christ. Um, it was at that time that I met the uh, number two uh, Final Fantasy XI streamer, uh, which was DA, um, because of course I was number one. Um, and uh, <laughs> I'll always fucking catch you with that, son. Um, but uh, anyways, that's when we became friends and we started hanging out. Um, and I played for a long time and then I quit. It was 99 era and everything um, was out and everything, but I, uh, I kind of lost interest a little bit. So I, uh, I quit again, and then I came back a couple of years later. And um, during the time that I was back originally, I started to level up my Blue Mage. And then by the time I came back finally, I made my Blue Mage my bitch. 
and um, Blue Mage is my boy, and it is everything in life. It is the best class the game has ever introduced. Fight me. I love it, and it can do everything end game. Um, and so now, I think uh, an interesting and, and poignant thing, which will end my story, is that you see me in this house. You see that I'm living here. Remember earlier in my story when I mentioned the girl that I played Final Fantasy XI with that I didn't really get along with and we weren't really that close or whatever? Well, we bought this house together and she is the one who pushed me into playing Horizon. I saw Horizon on Reddit. I'd read about it. I knew it was coming. I was not interested. Much like DA used to be when he was a purist, I swore off all private servers because it was taking away from the money that could be paid to the retail server that I loved so much. But I finally decided to give in I started playing Final Fantasy XI on, on Horizon. I've been there ever since. And uh, don't nerf Summoner. That's my story. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying, the moral of the story is a weird guy talks to you in a library, take him up on his offer. If a strange man <laughs> meets up with you in a library and asks you if you like video games, you say yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is counterproductive to what I was always told, but thank you. If he offers you candy, say no. If he asks you if you like video games, you say yes. Ray, you say yes. That's uh, that was a wonderful story. I actually did not know that story. I knew bits and pieces of it through and through, and uh, I'm sorry that you um i've gone through that struggle because obviously you thinking blue mage is the best ever the only time blue mage is great was when it was in 14. Whatever, um, whatever. <laughs> blue mage is great blue mage is from bastock or even better sorry best stock or even better best stock. Gotcha. yeah best stock best stock best wait wait wait, wait what nations are you guys well obviously i'm best stock in <laughs> best stock sandy oh we're split down the middle boys <laughs> Oh, good old winter. Womp, womp, womp. Like, like in Conquest this week. <laughs> yeah, right? What do you, what do you mean, mean this week? One? They have nothing. <laughs> nothing. I can't remember the last time that Windurst was in first. Um, week two, maybe, of the server? I think that was the last time. <laughs> Uh, for I guess I'm the last one to be able to go here. Um, my mine has a little bit of tidbits from everything. I would say my first Final Fantasy XI experience. It all started when I was uh, let's see, uh, getting kicked out of college because I was majoring in not going to class and having too much fun. As I'm signing the paperwork of leaving my dorm, my RA is playing in a computer in the corner of his room, and I look over. I'm like, what game is that? And I always remember he was camping in NM in Gideus. I'd never heard of Final Fantasy XI before, even though I played Final Fantasy games in the past. And I never knew what zones, I didn't know anything. So eventually later on, you know, when I finally got playing the game, I knew the, knew the NM is camping, knew the spot he was standing in Gideus because that screenshot, I always remember looking over his shoulder as he signs my termination paperwork to get the hell out of college. As I see that, it just screenshotted with me. And he goes, this is Final Fantasy XI. And I was like, they came out with another? Because I was all over Final Fantasy X, you know, Spira, Titus, all that kind of jazz. So um, I did not know about this coming down the pipes. And that was my first instant. Now, I didn't go out and buy it or anything like that. Came home, started working, all that kind of jazz. Ended up working at a wonderful Comcast. And in training, I met one of my good buddies uh, to this day. Um, he's a, used to be a little Taru, Drixel. And he mentioned Final Fantasy XI at that point in time while we're in training together. 
And I ended up myself. He introduced me to it. He started playing at the same time. And another person in that uh, training class, we all started playing at the same time. I did not have a PS2. I was an Xbox kid. So I actually had an Xbox 360, bought the game, started playing it. Now, this was my very first MMO. And we all remember our first. So this was something I wanted to make special for myself. And I was like, I don't know what kind of character. There's these little kids. There's these giant meatballs. I don't know what to hit. So let's get something in the middle. And I was like, let's go with a Hume. I was like, okay, okay. Now it says I got to pick a job. And I was reading up on the jobs. I was like, what, what do I need to do? There's d damage. There's tanking. There, I mean, there's healing and magic and i don't know which one i would like and then i was like okay what's the best of all of the worlds and i was like okay red mage so i started as a red mage hume female and i named it the same name as my wife at the time and when i say the same name as well i made it even look like her the the black hair that comes down and droops over the shoulder and i was like that that's like her and she was like oh that's that's uh that's very nice that you named it after me is amberly and she asked why. I said, well, if I'm going to be staring at a character all day, number one, I want it to be kind of a female character. But number two, it, it doesn't yell at me about not doing things around the household. It's very quiet. Um, I can log out of it when it's kind of making me upset and stuff like that. And it does exactly what I want with the jobs I want. So she didn't like that. She didn't like that at all. Um, and... We'll, we'll fast forward. So I, I started playing Final Fantasy XI on my 360, and I was hardcore on it. If you ever see in Horizon me AFK following the Galka in uh, Port Juno, it's because I turned on autofollow because I would fall asleep in my living room with the 360 controller in my hand with vibration on for tells, and I would fall asleep seeking party, waiting for a tell to be able to come through. My controller would vibrate, and I'd get it and go. Um, but I did that because I didn't want the Final Fantasy XI to burn into my TV. So I auto-followed the Galka like a screensaver, so it moved. And that, that was when I got started in eleven. Started hitting it, going quick. I, it took me 13 months to get my first uh, 75. My first was uh, Warrior, because I got uh, Red Mage to about 11, 12. And I was like, mm, I think I like smacking shit in the face. So I switched over to Warrior. And took Warrior up, realized I needed to get uh, Monk up, took Monk to 37, then I hit Warrior, and I stayed on Warrior the entire way. Took it all the way to 75, finally got it, and was just blown away. And I was like, man, that's awesome, but I feel kind of useless on things that need magic and everything. So I started leveling other jobs and continuously leveling other jobs. I never like not being valuable or useful. Um, during that time frame, I felt like a lot of people had their own kind of clicks in the actual Final Fantasy, um, their own link shells and such like that. And I was like, I want one where people, all people can feel welcome. And where's a place that all people feel welcome, where they can get uh, like help and assistance. Um, and that's when Goodwill was created. And you could, you could YouTube Final Fantasy XI Goodwill. And there's little videos out there of us doing events back on retail days. They're grainy as crap because it's back in like... 2006, 2007, with those old cams that are re screen recording. Um, but it was a very, very, uh, a, it was a great learning experience. Um, once I started, uh, I started originally on Unicorn, Unicorn Merch of Finrer. And around that time is when I was going through my divorce. I swear it's not because of Final Fantasy XI. Mm -hmm. So I ended up um, with, during that uh, merger process, I told Drixel, go to that server, create an alt character, and he created it named Amberly. So when I merged over, there was already a character named, and it made me change my name. 
And that's when I changed the DDA soccer, my streaming name and everything of the sort. So again, he created a character just to be able to help me change my name on there. Like I said, good too. So I'm now um, unicorn to Fenrir, Fenrir rocking and rolling. Fenrir starts kind of dying out, but it, when not even dying out, it was most people starting to go over to Sura. I stepped away during at, right after that I merged over from due to the divorce. So I stepped away and I was like, got a new place i'm living with a roommate a soccer buddy that he used to uh be friends with and i was like let me try another game out tried final fantasy 14 um i actually did one uh a realm reborn when it officially first came out i even went to gamestop and got the giant cardboard cutout and it was the first game i ever streamed on twitch and i put it behind me my computer could handle it it was a it was a potato straight up potato ended up doing that for a little bit of time and i was like man i still got that itch for 11 because nobody ever gets rid of that itch um i end up getting back at 11 trying to get my character back ltl was talking specifically about he had a, a hell of a time getting his original character back i'm not i'm not gonna make you feel bad but they must uh you know they they knew how much i would love dancer committee of the pipes so when i called them <laughs> they were like what is your what is your email address and i was like blah 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 and they're like it's not right could it be more of something starting with an h and i was like <laughs> uh blah 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 they were like closer and then i got the email right and they were like okay now you need to verify the address of the original account that you were created with the card that was attached to it at the time and i was like okay um i don't remember that was like a couple years ago during my divorce and such and they were like all right i said does it start with a three he goes yeah starts with a three it's four digits long i go 32 17 they're like a little further down I go 3216. They go, nailed it. Good. Okay, here's your credentials. I'll send you there. He was helpful as hell. First guy wasn't. That guy held my hand. You sound like you just had a conversation with like a clairvoyant. <laughs> you're like in the right? audience. They're like, you want to play dancer? And you're like, how'd you guess? <laughs> so it was, it was a wonderful experience being able to get the character back up and running. And I've been playing it hard uh, when, I, when I came back. I moved over to Asura. Everything was starting to get to that 99 level stuff and starting to hit it. I was mastering jobs left and right. I was, as LTL said, again, a purist. I loved retail, everything retail. Um, I was anti-private server 100%. Just no ifs, ands, and buts about it. Um, Dancer came out going to Cal talking about campaign battles. I literally, the only reason I did uh, Dancer in the original time was I had a paladin that was capped. Dancer came out. I said, okay, looking at how to max out your allied notes in campaign battles, it was damage dealt, damage received, allies healed, you, you re, uh, healed, debuffs. And I was like, if a paladin slash dancer, they can self-sustain themselves and do all of it. And I could max out my allied notes. So I got Joy Toy. I rocked a paladin slash dancer, started falling in love with the dancer job as a sub. And then decided to take it the rest of the way and it became my heart and passion. And that is my baby. It is my boo. It is my everything. As much as LTL loves blue, I love my dancer with my double darkness. And, oh, I can't. Oh, yes. Um, so once I quit Final Fantasy XI because I was like, it's all trusts. It's, um, it's not as social anymore. We do have a link show, but everybody's doing their own thing. I got everything mastered. I got two mythics. Um, it, it was, it was, it didn't have the same feel as the initial grind of what 11 that I remember that take, took me 13 months to get warrior up to. But at that point in time, I kind of took that step away and I was streaming, I think, um, path of exile one day and somebody hopped in my channel. Hey, you heard of horizon? I was like, what's horizon? He looked it up and I looked it up and it was private, sir. Oh, private, sir. 
yeah, but it's a uh, 75 era. And here's their YouTube videos. Check it out. And they're actually, you know, putting forth effort and passion towards this project. And like two days later, they came out with a video that I ended up watching live. And I hopped in their Discord and I was like, hey, man, um, are they eventually going to have Dancer? Because it was still, you know, there for me. And ironic with the shirt. It's a Dragon Ball Z shirt, though. I promised they didn't buy this for Dancer. So I, I hopped in their Discord. And I was like, hey, is Dancer going to come out? And three people were like, DA? And I was like, oh, my goodness. It's like the <laughs> old crew. There's people that recognize me. I haven't been on for years. So at that point, I was like, let's go. Horizon came out. I didn't play opening day. I played every day after that um, and wanted to. I, I just absolutely love it. So my mind went from getting kicked out of college to through divorces and name changes to multiple job changes to anti-private server to current private servers. And I just have a huge passion for the Final Fantasy XI and the Final Fantasy XI community. So that's kind of where my background comes from and my history. We'll obviously dive into more later on. Um, speaking of levels, though, I got a got a quick little question. We got one more question, kind of run through real quick. But if you had to take a guess and think about this, give me the answer towards the end here. How many levels do you think I have achieved? And winner closest to it, prices right rules, will actually get a prize at the end of this actual stream. Yeah. Actual levels, what in? How many in levels Horizon have I gotten in Final in Fantasy XI uh, Horizon? This and this Just is think the, about it. This is the three of us playing, right? Yes, the three of you playing. Can so you, think about it, but don't worry about it right your, now. Can you pull up your stream real quick so I can I, no, calculate the numbers at the bottom? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So just think we about go, it. Let me go to an old VOD. Don't, no, 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 no. <laughs> we're going we're to stay on point. I just want to put that in your mind so we can revisit that here in a moment. I just want to mm -hmm. throw that little little nugget out there. But I do want to say this. You heard, you heard us talking about our current jobs, the jobs we played in the past, the jobs we play on Horizon, and our passions for them. Um, we have soft spots for our jobs, and sometimes they have changed. But I want to be able to throw out another question. What is your main job, but maybe some tips or frustrations you've experienced with other people that may want to play that job or people that you've seen playing your job when you're on something else? So I want to be able to throw that one out there and kind of make a little bit of a round once more. Quetch, what you got? Yeah, so uh, mine is Thief. So um, I didn't play any melees in era, but uh, when I came back to retail and started with Dancer, I just realized like, I love the like dual wield dagger jobs. Like in other, if I play other games, I'll play like a rogue character or something anyway. So it just was like kind of a natural fit. And uh, basically then did Thief because I already had all the stuff, you know, carried over from Dancer and um, just really enjoyed the positional aspect and the sort of like, sort of like relentless nature you can have with Thief with just like keeping on top of your DPS, utilizing your small kit of JAs to, you know, to do the most damage you can. And um, so I decided when I started Horizon, like Thief has its treasure hunter. And uh, so it's useful there. And in era, I remember I remember it being really good, the ability to like duo NMs really well and stuff like that. Um, and so I chose to start with Thief here on Horizon. Your question, ask me your question again. Um, tips and tricks for the okay. job for others that may want to play it okay. and maybe frustrations you've noticed of other people playing that job. Well, one one thing I actually want to mention about the job is, uh, and part of the reason I chose it here, is its kit with its um, ranged attacks, its marksmanship stuff. It's, it gets bolts that do status bolt. There's status bolts. You can do blind, poison, um, sleep, uh, drain, and then it's got uh, holy bolts as, as well for damage. And so for me, that kit is super cool. It's just like, um, 
it's sort of like having spells, but they're your bolts. And but Thief doesn't have like an end game crossbow, like a Rima crossbow or anything. So it's just a really interesting kit that doesn't actually have to do with your like end game DPS. But uh, in terms of tips, I would say be aware of how your weapon skills work. Um, so if you read the tooltip for the individual weapon skills, it'll say things like critical hit rate varies with TP or accuracy varies with TP, um, which I think is what Dancing Edge reads. And that means that the longer you hold your TP, you'll have a more of a weapon skill accuracy when you actually produce the weapon skill. That means that your damage isn't going up, except for the fact that if you're missing hits on Dancing Edge, yes, you have lower damage. You want to hit, you want to make those hits. But generally, people are specking in accuracy anyway to make sure that your melee rounds are fast enough to make sure that you're getting TP at the same rate as your DDs. You don't really need extra accuracy within your weapon skill, so you want to be using your Dancing Edge, like for the for the period of time where Dancing Edge is your best weapon skill. You want to be using it as close to 1K as you can. So just being on top of when your skill chain partner has their um, their TP ready, whether you're opening or closing, usually closing on Thief, um, and then uh, and then trying to keep that going. So sort of that, Thief has to kind of like work for all its damage. It's got to be relentlessly on top of its sneak, sneak attacks, trick attacks, and, uh, and its TP gain, um, and when you're using your weapon skills. I think that uh, other tips are maybe like, know that hide works. It's, it's so weird to say because in retail, we wouldn't really even talk about it. Like being able to sneak attack from any position is fine. It's once every five minutes. In retail, you are you are weapon scaling so fast that that occasional SA hide, you probably just don't even bother with it and just kind of like work up another weapon skill because you're losing DPS by standing there using up JAs. But um, here on Horizon, you know, sneak attack, then hide. You can you can sneak attack somebody from any position. Really simple tip that sometimes people don't know. Um, obviously, by the time you get hide, that's like level 50. You probably know your job a little bit better. Um, but yeah, in terms of frustrations from other people, I don't know. I see, the thing is, I get more frustrated with other DDs that aren't aren't on the same page with me as to when we should be weapon skilling. Like when I have a DD in my party who is like my skill chain partner and they're watching my TP, they're watching their TP. They know if they go as soon as they hit 1K, I've got my sneak attack or well, I got my trick attack, usually trick attack weapon skill lined up. They go, I go, it moves on. Um, and sometimes it's just building extra TP for no reason, not paying attention to what they're doing. And it drives me crazy. TP uh, management. TP That's management. Yeah. All right. Cal. TP management on uh, Thief side of things. Let's hear it from the other perspective. You know, the one in front of the mob, not the one in the ass end of it. Talk to me about that paladin. So first off, I'll start with, I love having a thief in my party, especially one that knows how to play thief. Because yeah. it makes my job 100% easier. Because if a thief knows how to use trick attack, it makes being a paladin 100 times easier. It genuinely does. Yeah, a ninja, but, uh, ninjas say the same thing to me, and I'm like, great, you know, I see you're having trouble holding hate, let's get that hate on you, let's make this thing happen. Oh yeah, especially a ninja, because they don't have the same tools that a paladin does mm -hmm. to generate threat. Um, So, I got two, actually. So, I'll go back to my, my retail main, which is Dragoon, and people underestimate Dragoon's ability to solo. Especially post-60. Because at 60, you get your headpiece, your AF headpiece, which allows you to use white magic spells to proc your dragon to heal you at 50% HP, which is fantastic for soloing on Dragoon. 
and I see people just giving Dragoon all kinds of hate because they don't think they can solo. They were a fantastic solo job. Just a little side thing. But as a paladin, <laughs> I think the thing I see the most with paladins that irritates me is they don't want to generate enmity in an efficient way. They think that they're going to over enmity the mob, right? And that is not a thing. You want to generate as much enmity as enmity as you possibly can. That's your entire purpose in a party is to hold threat, right? Um, but I see some of them, they'll vote and then they won't do anything again until the mob turns. Your job doesn't end just because you vote. You're going to be using flash. You're going to be curing. You're going to be rotating around people. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's sad as a paladin to see people not doing their job correctly. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so frustrating for everybody in the party that you'd see it, you know, the Voke is off cooldown. You, I mean, it's ready to be used and he doesn't use it, doesn't use it, doesn't use it. The mob starts running away to the uh, enemies. Then they hit Voke, which makes it come running back. Thief has to readjust. Everybody has to readjust. Mm -hmm. It's even if it hits it once for a mage healing, I, I, that's so frustrating. I'm glad you called that out. And a lot of people don't understand the shield bash is basically a mini provoke. It genuinely is. It generates a decent amount of threat. So in that situation where, okay, your vokes down, your flash is down, and you want to generate enmity, and you're not trying to stun something that you know is coming, pop a shield bash. It'll generate that little amount of threat to keep you going until one of your others pops up. Right? Um, I also see a lot of budget paladins. And it, 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 I'm not being elitist. Yeah, DA, I'm looking at you. I'm not being elitist, and and LTL and DA both know this, and I'm sure Quetch does too. If you are a paladin, having up-to-date armor, at least the armor, is a great thing. Because you have the highest amount of defense that you can possibly have, which means you take less damage, puts less strain on your white mage. It's fantastic. Those are my two little idiosyncrasies with other people playing paladin. You said it wasn't an attack on me, but I felt it. Thank you for your hand-me-downs. I just hand-me-down you my gear. It's Thank fine. you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'm going to stay far enough behind you so it's effective. I want you, because if, I want if you I know I'm broke you. because of you, because I can't sell the old gear, so I just <laughs> hand-me-down it. Uh, I got uh, fit, uh, cooking up to level 7. I'll send you some orange juice free of charge, okay? Oh, oh thank goodness. Orange You're juice is what I need. Not tab tacos or anything like that. Yeah, I saw you breaking <laughs> oranges all day yesterday. And you know <laughs> I was working. I don't know what you're talking about. I was at home working. Uh -huh. All right, LTL. Working on, juice. <laughs> working on cleaning up my mess <laughs> after shattering all those. Mm -hmm. LTL, uh, what, what do you got? So for me... Um, because I knew that I couldn't play Blue Mage, which is clearly the superior class of all the classes in the game, um, I, I, I kind of used, I guess, maybe unfairly a little bit, my knowledge of era retail. Now, I have never played on another private server, much like DA. This is, this is my first. Um, but I knew that back then, for like uh, COP and, and Xylart stuff, that Summoner was kind of king in a lot of different situations, specifically for Grand Worm fights. Um, so I decided that, uh, you know, I was going to stay away from uh, Samurai and I was going to go for Summoner. So I started up, started leveling up Red Mage and then, you know, got Summoner eventually. Um, as far as uh, my perspective is a little different, um, only because I've, I'm in an endgame link shell, have killed, have gotten a couple of server first kills on things. Um, as far as Summoner goes, um, I think a lot of people look at Summoner right now and think to themselves, 
oh, hey, that's broken. That Ifrit just did 2,200 on this mob. Um, and what kind of bothers me about that is, I mean, look, like if you're in a party with any other DD that's at my level um, and you look at the white damage that they're doing and the weapon skill damage that they're doing, while it may not be 2,200 in a single swipe, over the course of time in my one minute between my blood packs that I can use, that other DD has done three times the damage that my Ifrit is going to do, especially if it's like a samurai or a dragoon uh, or a ranger. Um, they're going to do three times my damage, and um, a lot of people freak out because of how much damage you know uh, summoners do in specific instances. Um, I've heard that some of the calculations for summoner stuff is incorrect, uh, specifically for Ifrit. Um, I think that they may change that uh, when it, you know, in the future. I hope that they don't, but I feel like they probably will. Um, there are issues that I'm having right now. Um, you know, you may not know this, but I have um, server first and I believe server only um, summoner relic gloves, which increase uh, accuracy for your blood packs. I have the divine might earring, the beastly earring that adds plus 10 pet accuracy. Uh, the regular AF pants, and I use Tuna Sushi for my pet accuracy. And when I'm fighting things like Jormungand or Tiamat, um, I find that my damage as a summoner is roughly the same. Oh, and I have full physical accuracy merits uh, as well. Um, I find that my damage is very similar to other summoners my level that don't have all of those very special things. So I think there's more calculations that need to be done. I think Summoner is, you know, in an okay spot right now only because they have things where Ifrit can bust out a 2200 every once in a while. But I definitely don't think that all of the tuning that needs to be done for that job is done. Um, and I think that maybe there are some misconceptions around that class as far as like if things are working correctly or not. So I would love to have some feedback from an actual developer or somebody who works on it to let me know. Um, how that goes i'd be willing to do the testing but as far as idiosyncrasies and things that i see in other summoners um the one the best piece of advice that i can give to an up-and-coming summoner get your rep up now um and i don't just mean your home nation i mean get your rep up everywhere uh bastock windy sandy um juno uh, juno comes with um i think sandy and bastock and uh rabau so you need Rabao rep and Norg rep and all those things so that you can get your avatars. And once you have your rep, you can do the mini forks, which is cool, but you can't do like Fenrir as a mini fork. But one thing I will say, and I don't like to advertise for other people, is that every day on Horizon, a, little, a guy named Teeny Taru, you may have seen him yelling and shout, is advertising prime avatar runs. He's the person that I got my first prime runs done with. He does them every day. Um, I recommend going with him and getting your prime avatar runs done that you can get all of your avatars and then eventually get through Fenrir and eventually Diabolos. Um, get those done as soon as you can. Get your rep up and get those done. And then once you're done getting your avatars, you can get the Evoker's Ring by trading in all of the pieces from killing the different avatars. And once that's done, you can do those avatars. Like as a 75 summoner, I can solo all of the prime avatars, not Diabolos, but I can, I can solo Fenrir and all of the other ones. And if I were to do those every day, I could make 75,000 gil a day just from the turn-ins. I mean, it's like a two-hour-plus investment getting to all of those places. You can make 75,000 gil a day. Each one of the regular six is 10,000, and then Fenrir is 15,000 for the turn-ins once you have all of the other things. So I highly recommend doing that. Um, 
And that's really, you know, there's a lot more to be said about Summoner, but I'm not going to take up too much more time. It's a fantastic class. Don't break it and leave it alone. Thank you. Love LTL. Um, LTL, I, I just got my Carbuncles Ruby, man. So, you know, hey, how's it going? Galaxy yeah, Summoner. Get those, uh, get those weathers and then we'll talk. <laughs> I only need fire. Everybody only needs fire. Yeah. <laughs> I got my fire accidentally by going mm-hmm. to a XP party uh, outside of Kazam. Just zoned out there. It was all right. Got it. Let's roll. Summoner is the only thing I wanted to level, and I didn't even want to spend time on anything else. I got my Carbuncles Ruby, got every other weather, and literally, I just not sat in El Tepa for eight hours one day, zoning between Eastern and Western, trying to get fire. Yes, I know I could have gone to Rabao and checked the weather. I didn't do that. I just wanted to get fire naturally because I couldn't get to the jungle. I didn't have my fucking Kazam key. So I just stood in the desert and zoned back and forth between the two. Well, much like uh, LTL not being able to talk about Blue because it's not out yet. I can't talk about Dancer. Uh, My highest job right now is Paladin. So Cal took that. And one of my other jobs that's actually tied for second place is Thief. So I'm kind of, I want to go with something else, which I'm going to go with my OG first 75 warrior. I actually got to 37 today, uh, solo just a little bit extra. I was 36, didn't want to go to full party, but went to got it to 37. Um, so the notes I would say on this is know what's in your party. Know if you're a second vote. Know if there's a thief there that you need to be primary vote coming in. Understand what your party is consistent of and how the flow of the party will go. Keep your gear as up-to-date as possible, but the warrior and paladin, their gear is almost interchangeable. Um, not so much when it gets to later on uh, for the anonymity and such like that and vitality, but for the lower levels, it's definitely helpful to be able to have those two interchangeable. Um, warrior, I would say, is an easy job. Have your accuracy up. Keep your gear up. Accuracy, food. Don't be cheap like me. Get something better than the food that I eat. I do the best I can, but I also... Um, Use jack-o'-lanterns. Jack-o'-lanterns work with the so accuracy good. and the range accuracy. Done. Jack-o'-lantern, done. There you go. 1,800 on the, on the auction house. Early leveling, excellent item. Yep. And it's a three-hour food. Three-hour yeah. food. There's a perfect shout-out. So jack-o'-lanterns for your accuracy. Keep your gear up to speed. And again, know what's in your party. Know what kind of tank you have. Know the healing cl- uh, that you have. Know what kind of buffs you're going to get. Understand the other classes. If you understand the other classes, you're going to be more efficient. You can say that about every class. Thief needs to know where the uh, mob should be at, uh, be located, how to be able to trick attack, who's going to be a threat of pulling Kate. Paladin needs to know what I'm going to have to deal with hitting me in the face. And obviously, Summoner just pulls out Ifrit and slaps it with his D. But with Warrior, you want to make sure your gear's up to uh, pace on there. You get, eat your correct foods and just grind it out. Don't get frustrated on it. And Warrior is a great sub job for almost any melee period for the entirety of this game. And if it's never going to uh, past 75, which Horizon isn't, at least get Warrior to 37 and experience it. Because uh, having a Voke is always going to be something that you will need later on, regardless of if you're Dragoon that we're talking highly about or talking about the Samurais or even when I roll out Dancer, you know, in 15 years when it finally comes out in Horizon one way or the other. So um, I would say that is both the tips and tricks, but also the frustrations when you could tell a warrior is not there and doesn't understand its job of provoking as a secondary when you see that initial hate starting to drop and you know it's about to go smack the white mage. If the paladin, like Cal said, isn't keeping up on that voking, keeping up on that hate generation, that pal- uh, warrior needs to be ready as soon as it turns to grab it and just hold it in place instead of waking up or hitting them off med. So... Uh, the warrior's a good, well, uh, well-rounded character through and through her job. So that's my mm-hmm. tip. 
I mean, outside of of using it to keep enmity and those kind of things, I mean, you know, if you're a if you're a camping fiend and you're somebody who likes NMs and you like sexy gear, uh, outside of like chi blast and perhaps charm, provoke is the quickest claiming mechanism in the game. And if you have warrior leveled up to even level ten, you can use uh, provoke. Not saying that I've ever been a 75 summoner slash 10 warrior <clears throat> but um it definitely works it definitely works perfect well i'm glad we were able to kind of just touch base on each one of those give a little bit of our history but i asked a question between question number one and two how many levels have i achieved so far in horizon and the winner price is right rules i'll give you a prize literally what are your three guesses here my guess is 163 Gentlemen, 175. Okay. I'm going to go 200, Bob. Uh, 420, Bob. <laughs> the answer is 269. Wow. Holy really? Crap. I've gotten 269 levels thus far, and my highest is a 46. Wow. Um, wow. So congratulations on winning the prize of Thanks, uh, next week's host. Um so, <laughs> yay! Yeah, that was Cal. <laughs> oh yeah, but no, we're we're gonna try to play a few games here and there in between them. Um, but they're gonna be kind of a little bit of a surprise. Uh, I want to be able to kind of wrap this up because this was our again first podcast through and through. Uh, being able to talk about Horizon, get a little bit of a background of each one of us. Um, I also know that we're going to be doing these and posting it both the video and audio online. So you can listen to it while you work, while you're leveling, while you're uh, trying to be able to camp in NM, running uh, Prami Mia, whatever it may be. You can listen to the actual podcast. We're going to try to make these an hour each each week or each uh, bi-weekly on here, depending on updates, and we'll have different content. Highly recommend if you have suggestions or feedback for the stream or the podcast itself, please let us know. We're all very active in the community. We all have our own um, resources from YouTube streams to Twitch streams to Discord channels, and we have all of our own communities as well. Reach out to us. We will be able to have the links below uh, for where you can actually be able to do that. But I appreciate you joining us for our first ever Level Sync podcast. All right, guys. Thank you. Have a great one. Later. Oh, and see you in the, see you in the dunes. <laughs> <laughs>